morning with Daryl McIntyre. Supported by Abe's Door Service. With 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. Oh, good morning. Great to have you here. 7.36 on your Wednesday morning. 6.30 Chad this morning with Daryl McIntyre. Morley too. And he'll be back in here in a little bit. Adding to the conversation just as you have done. Lots of texts coming in in reference to post-secondary education and the student loan debts and the best way of going about trying to avoid that. Lots of people talking about the RESPs. Uh, I hope to fit in a few more of those texts as we go through. But we have a couple of guests in this next half hour uh, that we want to talk about in reference to the uh, fire in the Northwest Territory. Specifically, this is uh, for the fire that has been in the Yellowknife area. As you've heard on the news uh, at various points throughout this morning with Morgan, there are evacuees from the Northwest Territories who are being told soon, very soon, but not yet, uh, to go home. There will be a, a phased-in re repopulation, literally, of Yellowknife that's going to start pretty soon. It's more essential workers, people who can help to stock up and make sure that the community is ready for everyone. As we know, we've had literally thousands of people here in Edmonton over the last little while just uh, waiting for the situation to ease up. The Emergency Management Information Officer for Northwest Territories, Jay Bose, says, yes, you're going to get to go home soon, but just not yet. Be patient. People who try to re-enter before it is time uh, create delays, create problems, and um, we really just want to encourage people. Uh, we, we know how how hard this is to wait. Yeah, just a little bit more patience. And yeah, I know that's tough, man. You've been away from home for, for a long time. You can and Others who are from this area who got evacuated in the, in the fires we had earlier on in the year, in the spring, certainly would understand. So you know what? It's, I think that for, for kids and for seniors, routine is really, really important. This is the way that the day goes. That's all. So you can imagine with some 55 long-term care residents uh, from the Northwest Territories out of their homes, that this would be a tough, tough time. There's a number of them that are here in Edmonton, have been here now for a couple of weeks, and these are from uh, the Avens Group and the Chief Executive Officer with Avens uh, with long-term care. Uh, Daryl Delaney is joining us this morning just to give us an idea of what's been going on with uh, some of these patients. Morning, Daryl. Nice to have you on. How are you? Good morning, Daryl. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, double Daryl's here on uh, 630 Chad this morning. So uh, <laughs> when did you guys make the call uh, to, to start pulling some of these long-term residents out? Well, we, uh, well, we didn't quite make the call. We were obviously waiting for our, our government uh, colleagues to uh, to assist us with that. Uh, and uh, we were probably in the middle of the uh, pact with the evacuation. And again, we were very thankful uh, for the assistance of our of our military, uh, our folks. Without them, uh, that uh, transition and transportation from Yellowknife to uh, to Leduc would not have gone as uh, systematically uh, in order uh, without their support. So we're very very thankful for the military for sure. And so uh, where did, uh, are there a couple of places that uh, your residents ended up going to? Tell me where they are right now. Yeah, so we had an emergency management plan that brought us to uh, Leduc, and again, we want to thank the the Denim Hotels there that offered us a respite when we first arrived in in two hotels, Uh, but we realized that that was only a 96-hour opportunity for us to find other suitable locations. Uh, Of course, I had a couple residents with uh, special needs like dialysis that that couldn't be uh, uh, fulfilled here, so uh, four of them went to Calgary. 
And then we have to find more of a permanent setting while we are here. And this is where, uh, you know, groups came together, stakeholders came together. Uh, so we have the, the Waterford uh, Somalia in the West End that is holding 29 of my, my residents right now. And uh, the town of Leduc, uh, there was a brand new uh, independent housing complex just opening up because the, the Telford Muse, beautiful location where we uh, commandeered, I guess, the uh, part of the fourth floor. And we've got 19 of our residents there currently. So they're all settling in now. And uh, and as you say, getting into routine this is the big thing for us is is getting people back into recreation and wellness programs that we had back at home at Avens and um, the staff are starting to settle in as well yeah uh, so how hard is it on seniors and especially long-term care I I mentioned routine I, I have a senior uh, parent so I know the routine is really important it can be fun when things are out of routine this is not part of the fun uh, so how has that been what kind of uh, word have you been getting back from the, the different staff members about how it's been going well, like, like we're very fortunate. We have about 37 of our 110 staff that are actually in the Edmonton area working with us with our residents. So we don't have our full staff complement. So it was very important for us to help and, and get some uh, a gap uh, support. And again, uh, we've got people from the Bayshore group. I've got Express Pro. We've got uh, Nursing Anytime folks that are helping us. And we're very, very thankful for their support throughout this and, of course, the facilities themselves. But, yeah, the uh, you know getting that routine, our recreational wellness, teams have been you know getting out the games and the you know things that we are we're used to doing uh we're trying to make it more of a, a camping adventure with our team uh with our residents and um again they're they're really starting to settle in now you can see that there's a more sense of relaxation in our facilities and uh we know that we're not going to be going back anytime soon yeah. so we're uh, we're hunkering down for a couple more weeks before it's going to be safe to go to go back ourselves well that's just it you're hearing uh, on on the news reports and you've been hearing from the from the government as well that a phased re-entry is is being set up at the moment but you know for 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 general for residents it's, it's going to be at least a week i've heard five days seven days either way you've got to wait until it is actually safe but you know your residents will probably be some of the last ones to go back is that a fair assessment that's uh, that's a very accurate uh, call there, Daryl, for sure. Yeah, we are definitely going to be one of the last groups to go. Uh, we have to make sure that all services are operational. Uh, hospital services all have to be up and running. Uh, and I know that will be a phased approach for the hospital as well. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be here for a while. I can't give anyone specific dates, but I you know, venture to say it's going to be at least another two weeks or plus. Uh, before we would see our group. And again, our group itself would also be a phased approach. And it's going to be a bit tricky. Uh, repatriation of the residents is one thing. Obviously, we've got, as I said, we've got about 37 staff here. Uh, they too have families. They too, you know, how are we going to do this systematically in a, in a fair way and in a way that's, uh, you know, safe? Uh, so there's still a lot of things to work out yet between now and that day we return. But uh, again, in the interim, um, we can't thank uh, Edmontonians enough. Uh, you know, I, there's just too many people to thank, really, at the end of the day, and also the folks from Leduc. And um, I know you, I know Edmonton has been through this a number of times with sister communities here, but uh, uh, you guys really know how to take care of people. That's for darn sure. Uh, Daryl, thank you for that uh, on behalf of, uh, of our listeners, and I'm sure they'd say anytime, hopefully not any well, anytime soon again, but uh, you know the drill. Uh, by the way, where are you? I, I assume you're here as well. Uh, where are you crashing? Where are some of the staff going? <laughs> well, we've got our staff in various hotels near our facilities that we're operating. Okay. Uh, same with a lot of our management staff and executive staff. Myself, I'm actually in my motorhome parked inside outside my, my brother's driveway in Sherwood Park in a cul-de-sac. So the folks here have been very thankful and very kind for me to let park. Uh, 
I guess, the office of the CEO uh, at the Commander Motor Inn. And that's where I'm broadcasting. Uh, very nice. Pirate radio out <laughs> there. Hey, you know what? It's a, it's, it's a road trip you didn't want, but you make the best of it. Daryl, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks very much. And again, thank you to everyone here for their, your generosity and your kindness. We truly, truly appreciate it. All right, cheers. Uh, Daryl Delaney is uh, Chief Executive Officer with Avens. That is a, uh, a long-term care group uh, works out of Yellowknife. So, yeah, it's going to be weeks, several weeks. So when when will everyone else go home? I'm sure there's some, some younger folks that are also wondering the same thing. So we'll go to the other end of the age spectrum here when we come back. This morning with Daryl McIntyre is brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. So, a much better situation around Yellowknife. Obviously, it's a different story around Hay River where the the fire battle continues and uh, it doesn't look like that uh, community will see people back in it anytime soon but Yellowknife, at least we can see it now that uh, people will start to be able to get back uh, hopefully within a week you know, is going to be essential uh, workers or individuals to help make sure that supplies and everything's ready to go for everybody, that'll be first, but so we'll keep an eye on that and try and get an idea, I'm sure that's going to be a moving target as far as the time frame uh, another group uh, just sort of sitting back, waiting, wondering and uh I wonder when it's time to head back to their city, uh, is actually in Zama City, which is Alberta's northern, most northern community. And uh, there, there, there's a group of, of youth that are there, and they come out of, uh, of through the auspices of Home-Based Yellowknife. That's an NGO that provides support to unhoused youth in the city of Yellowknife. The executive director of that organization is Tammy Roberts, and she's joining us this morning here on 630 Chet. Tammy, thanks so much for taking time. Good morning. So you got a bunch of kids. Uh, what, what, what ages are we talking about here? Uh, maybe I should start there. Um, the youth that we have here, or the youth that we uh, work with are 12 to 24. Okay. Um, right now, are the youth that we have are 13 to about 22. Uh, and in some cases, these are unhoused youth. Otherwise, So do they have, they have no one else other than you to help them out? Um, correct. So some of them, of course, all families are different and all relationships are different. So these are youth that we support in many different ways, whether it's um, through our youth centre or actually in supported living and then on their own. We still provide them in uh, with support when they're living on their own. Well, and thank goodness you've been there. And I'm not saying that, to, you know, to, to, to pump your tires or anything. It's just uh, your, your mission apparently is no youth left out. In this case, it was no youth left behind. If you would have an entire families that could at least rely on each other or workers or employers, et cetera. Uh, but thank goodness they had you guys in order in, in what would have been a really scary time with evacuations out of Yellowknife. How did that go? Did, were, they, were, they, were the youth coming to you and saying, we need some help? Uh, did you find them? Tell me through, take me through those days. So, um, Yellowknife is a very small um, city and everybody knows everybody kind of thing. And so, 
a lot of these youth have been um, reaching out to our programs for months and maybe years for support. So we kind of know where everybody is at all times. And um, we did a really good job. The staff did a really good job of prepping youth for the fact that this was going to happen at some point in time. To, so make sure they were all ready, um, had a bag packed. So we just didn't know when it was going to happen. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. Just because uh, working with this youth, these youth is a little different because they've they've uh, been exposed to a lot that most of us haven't, which means a lot of trauma and a lot of loss. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure this was a planned move to make it easier for them. So we actually decided to leave uh, before the announcement, um, just because I knew it was coming, and we wanted to make sure that they were um, included in all the decision making. Uh, why Zama City? Well, my fear was that we would get to a bigger center, and the minute we landed, we would lose everybody. Uh-huh. Our kids are um, street smart in Yellowknife, but maybe not so street smart, smart in a bigger center, which really puts them at risk. So um, this was a planned um place for us to go where we could um, actually make sure everybody was safe and could find people. So how's it going? <laughs> you know, this is a different spot. I'm not sure where exactly are you staying in Zama City? How is it going with the, with, with everybody? Uh, like you said, they, they sort of know each other. So maybe it is uh, like a, like a, like a family in that, in the moment as well. It is like a family here. We're actually staying at the Neralta Inn, which is, um, my understanding is um, housing for oil workers and firefighters and whatnot. So um, we have our own wing and everybody has their own individual room with bathroom. Um, And then a big dining room with a full kitchen that has fabulous meals. So we couldn't really ask for anything more. The first few days were a bit tough for some of our youth to to settle. Um, Also, um, some of our youth are um, challenged by mental health and addiction. So managing that as well was a bit of a challenge in the beginning, but everybody seems to be really settled right now. I know this might sound sort of Pollyanna, uh, maybe, you know, <laughs> best hopes, but it sounds like this this has the potential to be a, a turning point for some of these kids, uh, this shared experience, uh, you know, and uh, could it be, or do you look at it that way, or you just try to get through the days? We look at that way. We look at the future. We think about what's going to happen when we get home. Um, this could be, like you said, a Uh, a turning point for some of these youth and we've seen it here so we just are talking about what we're going to do when we get home to try and keep going on this path shared experiences especially in tough times that can make a a huge difference i hope hope you 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 will get back just a matter of time and in the in the meantime i guess uh, patience continues to to reign over everything else whether you want it or not tammy thanks so much for your time uh good work uh and congratulations on all the work that you do and uh, lots of thoughts from us down here in Edmonton. Thank you so much. All right, cheers. Tammy Roberts, Executive Director of the Foster Family Coalition of the Northwest Territories, also Executive Director of Home Base Yellowknife that uh, support unhoused youth in Yellowknife. Right now, ages 13 to 24, all with different challenges. But yeah, maybe, maybe a turning point.